We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back to the show. Hour number two. And uh, time to turn our attention to University of Miami basketball. Hurricanes had their Christmas break. Had the win over Stonehill, and then uh, this week on Friday, we'll play North Florida in the final non-conference game of the year. Joining us now, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Coach L, good evening. Hope you had a nice holiday. Hi, Joe. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. We had a very nice day, So, uh, but we also had a very nice practice today. The guys are all back in town and looking forward to getting back in action. I always wonder about that. Um, get the guys back on Christmas Day. Uh, so what was it like to, uh, for them to get back to, to uh, practice? They all were able, for the most part, to go home and, and enjoy some Christmas time. Yeah, they did, um, and they enjoyed it, and they're back, and they're excited. They know that the ACC regular season is right around the corner, so yeah. we've got uh, basically this week to finish up the ninth conference and then get ready for Clemson. How do you feel about the way things have gone so far, including the win against uh, uh, Stonehill last week? Well, so so far, we've struggled with the teams that are very big, the, the Kentuckys and the Colorados. Uh, other than that, we've done pretty well uh, matching up with teams that don't have too much size. and we, We're almost always shorter than the opponent, but we've been able to compete at a high level and our offense has been able to carry us we're still working very hard on our defense and rebounding and i thought today we looked very good at the defensive end of the floor yeah i I know that your team's going to keep getting better i think that's uh been the the pattern uh since you've been here Uh, i am curious though i talked to uh coach kimball about this a little bit last week um teams know you're short they knew you were were small a year ago have they? Have you noticed teams adjusting their game compared to last season? Uh, are they picking on the same thing as they did last year, or are they finding a different way to pick on your size? Well, you know, Joe, most coaches and teams just focus on what they do. Mm-hmm. If a team has a big guy who's good inside, well, they might try to emphasize that a little bit more. But I'll use North Florida as an example. They are number one in the country in three-point attempts per game. They're averaging 34 threes. So uh, they're going to be shooting a lot of threes come Friday. That's their style. On the other hand, a team like Kentucky and Colorado that are very big, they take advantage of their size, and they do go inside more than a lot of other teams. 
Uh, Clemson, uh, for example, they, they use P.J. Hall. He shoots threes and he posts up, so he's a handful. And Shefflin is their other big guy, and he can do the same thing. He's very good in around the basket, uh, but he also can step outside and set good ball screens and pick and pop. So, you know, a lot of, of a coach's job is just to utilize what his team and what his players do well. And so there'll be some nights that the size will be a factor, and other nights it'll be the three-point shooting that's the factor. Right. Well, and teams have to, uh, the other side of that is, no matter what your size is, um, there's one thing about basketball, it, 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 you got to put it in the hoop, and your, your players know how to shoot. And uh, shooting at a high percentage and averaging uh, 80 uh, points a game for the last two years, you can score. Yeah, and that's because in our recruiting, we've been very fortunate to sign skilled players. Right. And when guys, their their skill is to shoot, whether it be threes or twos or inside, we try to take advantage of that. Norshad O'Meara, he's expanded his game. So now he doesn't shoot a lot of them, but he'll shoot one or two threes a game. But his game is in around the basket, and he's still very, very effective as a scorer and as a rebounder. He's very good on the offensive boards. Hey, Coach, while we're on him for a moment, and maybe this – uh, is going under the radar with the audience. Uh, I don't know if it goes under the radar with the opponent, but he's shooting 86% from the free throw line, and he's had these massive free throw line shooting streaks. Right now he's made uh, 13 of his last 14 free throws, and he's shooting 86%. So I think there's twofold, right? One, uh, he does get those baskets around uh, the rim, so... Teams foul him. He's getting a, he's getting three points right now. And at the end of the game, at the end of the game, if he's the guy they pick on, he's still making him at the end of the game very well. Yeah, I, here's here's what I would say about Norshad's growth as a, a, a college basketball player. Uh, last year, he was strictly inside. Right? He didn't handle the ball that much, and when he did, it was basically for like a dribble handoff and then maybe a ball screen. But we worked a lot all summer long on his three-point shot, his free throw, and his dribble moves. He's putting the ball on the ground more. He's getting rebounds and running the middle of a fast break. And that's, that's good for us because that, that releases our guards quickly, and he can kick it ahead, and we can get, get open threes, and they can give it back to him, and he can score going to the basket. So he's got to just keep developing all those skills. Um, your first five, you have guys um, that have played qu- quite a bit. Uh, from Matt Cleveland, who's played 71 games. Bensley's now got 85 games under his belt, or, or will have. Wilga will have over 80 games under his belt. Norchad and Nigel, uh, both around the 100 mark. How much does that help you during the course of the game, just when you and your coaches have to talk pure basketball to your players and you know you're just engrossed deep in the game and you're able to uh, speak to them about in, in basketball terms and they're able to comprehend it how much does that help well here's here was our our uh, preparation this summer 
I looked at our roster after we had finished our recruiting. We knew we had a veteran group of five guys. We had uh, Bensley and Nigel and Wooga on the perimeter. We had uh, Matt Cleveland and Norshad inside. Now, um, when I looked at them, every one of them is like a double-figure scorer. Bensley's didn't average double figures, but he was very capable of scoring double figures. So we knew we sh- in, in, in theory, we should be able to score because you can't just gear up to guard one guy. And the progress Wooga was making, we felt like, okay, even though we're going to miss uh, the great play of uh, Isaiah Wong, hopefully Wooga can kind of step up and, and fill some of his role and that Matthew Cleveland can fill, fill the, the, the big shoes left by, by Jordan Miller. But the whole key to our success this season is going to be the bench. We need Christian Watson and A.J. Casey, our two sophomores, and Keyshawn George and Michael Nwako, our two freshmen, to really fill in the gaps, just like our guys off the bench did last year, Harlan Beverly and um, Anthony Walker and Bensley Joseph. We don't have anybody coming in off the bench that can do what Bensley did. He was such a tremendous defensive player, so good at, at, at hitting the open man and hitting the open shot. Uh, his defense was really a catalyst for our run to the Final Four. But we do uh, have some size, and, and we're not a tall team, but the tallest guys are coming in off the bench. Keyshawn yeah. George is 6'8". A.J. Casey is 6'8". Michael Nowako is 6'10", and then Christian Watson's about 6'7". So if we can get those guys to defend and rebound, they can really be a, a great uh, source of, of help to the starters. Those five starters are going to do their job. But it's the bench has to come in and give them quality rest and give us quality minutes, quality defense, quality rebounding, and good shot selection. We don't expect them to score double figures. Those are the starters. But the guys who come in, if they just jack up shots and miss shots and give the other team a chance to run or they turn the ball over, that's the problem. We really need, and I I saw in A.J. Casey the last couple of games, he's rebounded the ball well, and he's rebounded the ball well in practice today. So if he can keep that up, that's a really uh, great step forward for our team. Keyshawn George started the other night for you, uh, scored 12 points. He's made 10 of his last 18 threes in his last four games. He's a foreign player. Um, he's uh, How and when you play overseas, um, the level of competition, I think, is different than what high school kids face here. How has that helped him uh, here at the University of Miami uh, being a foreign player, playing different competition, has that helped him in his early development for you at Miami? Okay, there's there's uh, actually two sides to this coin. First, in in Europe, he he played against older guys. That definitely helps him. So he's played against older guys, men, twenty five, thirty years old. The flip side of it is that style of play is much slower 
and much less athletic in terms of speed, quickness, and jumping ability. And so his adjustment from a, a coach's point of view is I'm trying to get him to play faster, mm. use more speed, both offensively and defensively. I told him uh, um, in one of the games previously, hey, we're going to clear a side. Just use your speed and run by your defender. He did it and made a layup. Mm. But he doesn't have the habit of doing that. He often plays very conservatively and dribbles slowly. Right? I'm trying to get him to be more aggressive and dribble with more speed. Mm. Now, will he make more mistakes? Yeah, maybe. But he's such a smart basketball player that I, I think if he, if he does what I'm asking him to do, his improvement will be dramatic during these next six weeks. But if he doesn't, if he remains conservative and tries to play like he did back home, then he's going to have a harder time guarding quicker players. He's going to have a harder time rebounding. And he's going to have a harder time getting by his man when he's being defended. Now, today we, we, we worked on some things, and he did a nice job. But he has habits, and we're trying to get him to improve the habit, not change the habit, but improve it. In other words, if he goes to his right, all I want him to do is go faster. If he's going to his left, just go faster. And I think he's very capable of doing that. Um, we can't talk about specific recruiting, but it was uh, this holiday season is a big recruiting tournament that you, had, I think, uh, were able to stop by and see players. And I guess my question is more broad about the level of competition that you see today from high school players and where is their development maybe compared to a couple of years ago. And, of course, you're in the mix for a lot of really good players, so I'm sure when they see you show up, uh, that also turns some heads as well. Well, um, I'll, I'll talk about a very specific tournament that, that I went to. My wife and I drove over to Fort Myers to watch the City of Palms basketball tournament and it has some of the best teams in the country uh, participating in it and um, there's a ton of talent and you, you, you could watch every single game and come away with oh I didn't know about this kid he's really good um, so we, we watch these games one player I can talk about is Austin Schwartz and Austin Schwartz has signed with us and his team played in the tournament and I had a chance to watch him. And I'll tell you how, how recruiting goes, Joe. So we played 8 o'clock against Stonehill. The game ended at 10. I got home a little bit after 11. Uh, I, I ended up watching our game because I, I wasn't going to get to watch it the next day. I got to bed around 2 o'clock. My wife and I got up at 4.30 the next morning. We drove to Fort Myers so that we could witness Austin Schwartz and he his teammates play at 8 a.m. No. So not much rest for the weary, no. but we got a chance to watch Austin. And, and I, I know he liked that. He appreciated us making that effort. And then, of course, we stayed around and watched all the other games, and they were terrific, a lot of great talent. I think the City of Palms is probably uh, either the best – a high school basketball tournament during the regular season or very close to being the best. I haven't seen other tournaments with the talent 
up and down the the schedule that you see when you go to the City Palms. And it's not just this season, but it's every year. I maintain that you see stuff in games that nobody else sees. You see the uh, the invisible game. Uh, when you recruit and you go to a tournament like that, what, what are you looking for? Well, it's funny you, you say that. And, and you know I'm not a football guy. Yeah, I, I don't follow football like a lot of people do. Um, but uh, do you know who Tom Landry is? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. So Head Tom coach Landry, the Dallas Cowboys, great, he dressed very nicely. Yeah, the great football coach for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, a couple of generations ago. Yeah. And I pulled a quote, and I showed it to my players today about what coaching is all about. Now, this is a quote from Tom Landry. A coach who is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear, who has you see what you don't want to see. So you can be who you have always known you could be. So when you tell me that I see things, or you tell our audience that I see things that other people don't see, I think that's, that's what a coach does. He finds things, he looks for things, and then he instructs his players, gives them the information and hope that they can fix it. And if they can't fix it by themselves, then the coach tries to help them fix it. And that's what my staff and I try to do. We watch video. We watch video today and, and trying to explain to the players, this is what's going on in the game, and this is how we have to defend it. If we're going to get better defensively, one of the things that we did today, DJ Irving, who's our scout team coach, he had the scout team just do randomly – not what North Florida does or what anybody else does, just randomly pick plays that we're going to see throughout the season, and we had to defend it. And then each time that we defended it, if we defended it correctly, we'd come together and I'd say that was a really good job. We did exactly what we're supposed to do. If we didn't defend it correctly, we would correct it and say, look, this is what should have happened on that. And then we'd have to defend it again and see if we did it better. So coaches have to identify the areas of concern and address them. And my staff and I are doing that. All right. Before I let you go, um, North Florida is coming up uh, on Friday, 6 o'clock. We'll have that game uh, on the radio. They have taken almost, you mentioned earlier, three-point shots. They've taken almost 500 three-point shots. Uh, you've taken 250. They've taken almost 500. Um, they've got Lanier and uh, Moss and Dorian James been there for a while. Uh, what are the what are the things uh, that concern you, uh, and what are you anticipating from North Florida? Well, as you said, they're going to shoot a lot of threes. The difference between North Florida and some of the other teams that we've played that shoot threes, they have ten players that rotate in and out of the lineup, and all ten of them shoot threes, including their five man. So that's different, and. We're going to have to have our big guys, Norshad, Michael Nwako, A.J. Casey, out there guarding three-point shooters. So that's a little bit different. Plus, they zone, oh, about 20 or 25% of the time. So, again, we saw some zone the other night against Stonehill. We're going to see it again, and we got to be prepared for that. 
All right, Coach. I'll see you on Friday. Um, next week, we, we go at 6 o'clock. We go back to our, our 6 o'clock hour, if that's good with you, and uh, sure. talk a lot of basketball. We'll be on the eve of, of ACC play. All right, Joe, you're you, you going to be up in New York doing the pinstripe game? I'll be at Yankee Stadium broadcasting. Yankee, that's my neighborhood, Joe. Yeah. Should I stop by and see your old house? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a house. It's an apartment. Your apartment. Complex. Yes. <laughs> but you'll enjoy it. I hope our guys play well, and I hope we come away with a, uh, a bold victory. Yeah, me too. I'll be at Yankee Stadium, and uh, all goes well. Be back in plenty of time for our game on Friday, and then we we go. Uh, we have basketball for the next three months, yep. four months maybe. All right, Joe. All Keep right, coach. Talking. All right. See you on Friday. That's University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega uh, joining us on the show. Miami and uh, North Florida on Friday at six o'clock. Let me see here, Bomber. Where is that game on the radio? Uh, that's a Waxy special, right? Seven nine AM seven ninety. We'll be on Waxy on Friday, beginning at uh, five thirty. Okay, still to come, Katie Meyer. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Cadillac, Miami's premier luxury dealership, founded over fifty years ago. Nobody is a bigger UM basketball fan, by the way. Sidebar note: than Ed Williamson and his lovely wife Carol. Uh, but back to the dealership. They are more than a dealership. Uh, at Williamson Cadillac, they are our friends and neighbors. Uh, they have built a loyal client base, and the w- way they've built that loyal client base is they stay focused on one thing. That's you and on the customer experience. They want your experience to be perfect because customers are treated like family. And with your family, you want things done the right way, and you want things done for them the right way. And that's the way it is at Williamson Cadillac. So you can enjoy the world-famous customer service when you purchase a new Cadillac from Williamson Cadillac. New vehicles are arriving every single day. Perhaps you're looking for the CT4, the CT5, the XT5, the XT6, and the all-new, all-electric Lyric. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a Cadillac in a Cadillac from your premier luxury dealership located on US1, just south of the Palmetto. Williamson Cadillac. Williamson is Miami. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.